Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Well, it's Thursday, everybody, and that means it's time once again for Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 146? Five. Five, damn it. You're always off by yeah. one. You ever notice that? And I swore right during the opening. <laughs> yeah, and then I think just, we're going to have to start this over again. Okay, three, two, one. Walter Automotive Group, <laughs> proud to present Car Selling Secrets. That's right, folks. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price-upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Ryan. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Uh, joining us, a couple of uh, KQ listeners are in the studio for the very first time. To my right is Kim Dalkey and Landon Lawyer. And we can't hear Landon, Andy. It's on. Mm, is it uh -oh. plugged in? What did Catherine do now? Yeah, I hope, oh. <laughs> I hope it didn't break. 
We'll get it all covered. I'll do it play by play. Doug is pretending he knows what he's doing. <laughs> you got a mute on there? Anything? No, I don't think so. Everything's up. Everything looks good to me. What if I just reset it or whatever? There. No, no. still not there. <laughs> this is the best part for my wife. This, this has never happened. happened. This never happened. Way to go. I know. <laughs> get out. I don't know what happened to it. We can come and sit down here. I don't have to be in. I can sit on his end. Well, so you, you have to talk. Yeah, but I talk so loud I don't need a microphone. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> Why am so, I the only one who doesn't wear the, the headphones? I don't blame you. I mean, it, Because there's is, nothing to listen to anyway. What does it do for you? I no, don't it doesn't understand. do anything. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> I, want, I don't want to be another Wally Walker. You what know. do you mean? You can't hear a damn thing? Well, yeah. Like he, I think he was going deaf when he was like 24. Oh, I think you're right about that. Do we, we have another set of headphones in the other room, don't we? Yeah, I think I could switch them out. We could just schmooze for a minute while you're doing that, well, I think. just put my mic on that channel and make yeah, sure that's, that's what I was going to say. There you go. Test, test. Yeah, it's the headphones. It's the headphones. They're Catherine they're probably slammed them down. She was mad at me. Tom, right. damn it. <laughs> Boom. That was the end of it right there. Stabbed me right in the back. Well, what the hell? <clears throat> as long as you're doing that, Andy, I want to I'll mention a couple, a couple of seconds anyway. About Catherine, I tell you, you guys have known her for a long time. Andy's mother, my wife, been with her for 41 years. Two weeks ago, loses her sister. She dies two weeks oh, ago. No. Saturday, her father dies. Oh. Now, here's the best part of it. I'm completely worn out. I'm exhausted. She's tough as hell, fighting right through it. And she's like, take it easy, Tom. She's con <laughs> consoling me. <laughs> it's like, she's a very strong woman, I will tell you that. She is a wonderful woman. But, uh, yeah, I'm going through a situation right now where she lost her sister two weeks ago. Her father died on Saturday. My best friend, since I was a little boy, is on his last leg. It's wearing me out, man, I'll tell you that. And you guys might know this if you listen to the show. 25 people I know it will be that have died in the last two years. 25. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. I read the old bits. <clears throat> Do you? Because I don't want to miss a funeral. Oh, know? no, you know, that you can well, skip well, anyway. Well, but, you know, I mean, it's not good if you miss the funeral of a friend. But these days, there's not a lot of communication going on. No, you're right. So it, it could happen. Yep. But the thing I've noticed lately reading, reading the old bits is that the... The, the people I'm reading about are getting younger and younger. Oh, they are. That You're 100% right about that. Why all the comedians, Mike? We've lost literally seven comedians last year. Yeah, it was seven. a bad year for comics. What the hell was that all about? Especially bad year for funny comics. That You're right. The Gilbert Hello. Gottfried's of the world. Louis We're Anderson. good. There we go. Andy got, once again, Andy works a miracle. <laughs> We're gonna to have to hear that about that all Christmas now and Thanksgiving. So remember Christmas when I bailed the show? Saved out? the show. That's right. <laughs> remember how I saved the show, Dad? Yeah. Remember that? All right, let's start all over again. So going oh, around okay. the room to my immediate right is Kim Dalkey and Landon Moyer, Andy Brampernard, Mike Gelfand, Factotum. <laughs> Factotum. <laughs> no, Bodum. I just Remember wanted that's how to you just go factotum. <laughs> yeah. Odum? Yeah. Uh, I just anyway. wanted to suggest something obsequious about my conduct. Thank you. I appreciate it immensely. <laughs> Thomas Did Hembert. Did you buy a thesaurus recently? <laughs> I wrote he it. He just trampled my name. Did you hear that? My own son just trampled my introduction. That's, you know, kids today. I'm disgusted by it. I'm Us deeply young hurt. folk. Yeah, you young folk. 
I'm going to be 40 in four years. Hey, at least uh, Andy has someone his age around here, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Couple That's of kids here. So, as is a tradition on Car Selling Secrets, we have our guests tell the story of their very first car. You would be first, sister. Okay, so my first car wasn't a car, it was a truck. I had to have it. I think I was 17. It was a blue Chevy Love pickup, and it was a stick shift, and I didn't know how to drive a stick oh, shift, God. but I had to have this truck, so I bought it. And I hit a garage, I hit a fence, I can't remember what else. My dad was a horrible t instructor. He was no patience whatsoever. Did he yell a lot? Just a little. To be fair, a truck is not a good first car. A Chevy Love no. is not, it's not, oh, no. it's, it's a like a three-quarter ton pickup truck. It's, it was, oh, okay. One of my it's first about trucks, the size of an Escort. Really. One of my first yeah. cars yeah. was an F-250. Yeah. That, that was. Oh, no, this was tiny. But I, and then my brother tried to teach me. He was much more patient. And I still couldn't get the hang of it, so my mom and dad made me sell it. So why did you want this truck? What was about this truck that you liked so much? I just wanted a truck. I didn't oh, care. That didn't matter. Yeah, this one was in my price range, five hundred dollars. Ooh, so, oh, there you go. <laughs> so that's the truck I got, even though I couldn't drive it. I just had to have it. So I'm guessing it's probably an early '80s truck. Yes. Yeah, yes. oddly enough, that stuff is becoming collectible now. I have no idea why, because all those cars were terrible. They had no power, but fortunately, they weren't very safe, and they broke down all the time. But for some reason, there's some aura about nostalgia. late 70s through mid-80s cars. I don't think yeah. it's nostalgia. I think it's just that there are so few of them that are actually They're running. Well, that's true. Yeah. Most of them rusted into the ground within the first year. Well, yeah, yeah. what you see right now is the 1% of the 1% that survived the trial by fire. So they're, you know... I saw a elite. Uh, post recently on Facebook for the first-gen Celica Owners Club, and I actually owned one. It was a 1977 liftback. They're very popular cars, but they're like, yeah, I can't. I gotta get one of those things. They're so darn sporty. I'm like, sporty? It was zero to sixty in fifteen seconds. <laughs> I, you could do that on an electric bike right now. <laughs> oh, you? Yeah, you could. Uh, Landon, you're up. Well, it's funny part that she says it's a love because my buddy, uh, his dad has a mint turquoise colored one in Egan right now. Really? Yeah, it's, he just buys and sells all sorts of cars. And she mentioned that. I'm like, I just saw that car this this summer at uh, well, it used to be the Summer Car Nationals, but uh, I forget what they they call it now. But uh, yeah, mint. I could couldn't believe it. And yeah, they're super small trucks. But uh, mine was a little bit bigger. Uh, F-150, mm. uh, regular cab, short bed. Uh, with the straight six tool drive, which was a huge mistake to live in Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually going to say. So that's your first car was an F one hundred and fifty. Yep. How many stoplights did you skid through? <laughs> Gosh, only knows. I mean, yep. yeah, you, you put winter tires on and you put whatever hundred pounds, three hundred pounds of sandbags in the it back. Doesn't and matter. No, I finally actually had explained to my dad that after driving it through the winter that I have to actually upgrade. And mm -hmm. no, 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 and yep, F-250 it was that summer, and that, oh, yep, I never looked back from big trucks since then. So, so it was a four, you got a 4x4? Four four. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I, uh, my second job selling cars was at Towsley Ford back in the 80s, and I pissed off the, she was the new car manager at the time, I think is just retiring now as the general manager, and uh, Sue, I pissed her off somehow, so she swapped my demo out for a brown uh, F-150, straight six, <laughs> three-speed with overdrive. Oh. That thing was so underpowered, you couldn't, yep. it, overdrive would only work going downhill. Mm -hmm. If you were going flat, it would stall. <laughs> it was just terrible. But it was really easy to get stuck in the winter, too. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. So I learned a very important lesson. Don't piss off girls. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I haven't learned that lesson yet. Mm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to write that <laughs> down. Now right I know it. what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> for all these years. Uh, Think about it. So you've owned trucks ever since? Yeah. Uh, right now i got a 2020 F350 crew cab long box and uh, got an expedition for the wife and uh, got a couple of vehicles that are all Fords. So, nice. Yeah. Big Ford guy. Now, do you uh, uh, do trailering? Those are pretty big rigs. Oh, yeah. The 350, uh, we can you know, put a gooseneck on, a camper, whatnot on that. Um, with some of my uh, companies, we haul quite a bit trailers and equipment. So it was a necessity to buy something that big. I can go bigger, but wife's kind of holding me back right now. <laughs> so what are your, what do your companies do? Um, so my one, it's called Maverick. Um, it's two separate actual companies. One's more into electronics and wire harnesses and circuit board manufacturing. Um, the other one is in metal manufacturing, so your CNC mills and lathes, lasering, sheet metal, bending, forming. Um, kind of a gamut. We do a, quite a bit. So stuff. Landon's a pretty good example of the super lazy 30-year-old uh, oh, Gen Xers, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. Oh, That's not to talk about shot. the other companies I have, too. <laughs> well, keep going. <laughs> well, the other one, we were mentioning about Minneapolis and just kind of how it's all going to you-know-what. You know, We have a company that's called The Cedary. Uh, dispensary of chairs is what I like to call it. So instead of dispensary of marijuana, we just dispense chairs throughout the metro. There you go. God, how, do you, how do you smoke a chair? <laughs> it's not they are hard. wood. They are wood. So, oh, yeah, there I mean, you go. Is that on Washington? On Washington, where our company is? Yeah. Nope, we're down in Lakeville. So we do a lot of work throughout the whole Twin Cities, a lot of country clubs. Because I think there's like a chair store up on Washington (laughs) Avenue. That's hilarious. That might be. I I haven't looked it up. So so is this like for banquets and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. A lot of uh, more higher-end weddings, higher-end chairs and tables and tablecloths and... It's crazy how much money people spend on stuff for that. Ooh, can I tell them my my wedding down at uh, at the Breakers Hotel story? No. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> right. go ahead. Never mind. I'm sorry, John. There's a hotel we go we go to on vacation down in uh, West Palm Palm Beach area. The Breakers Hotel, probably the nicest hotel in the world. It, it might be. <clears throat> it might be it's the nicest be up hotel there. in the world. So. I knew the sommelier, the woman the, the woman who was in charge of wine for the entire operation. Tom put her three kids through college. I did. Yes, I did yeah. indeed. But I'm walking alongside. There's these beautiful pathways. It's a really nice walk down by the ocean, right? And I ran to her. I said, hey, what's up? She goes, oh, God, I got a huge wedding. And I said, really? Like how big? She says, 650 guests. Oh, man. <clears throat> I said, 650 guests. Yeah, and I got to set up the entire dinner, the wedding day dinner. And they're setting it up, and I look over, and it's like everywhere. I said, what is that all about? And he said, she said, well, they're all getting their own very special bottle of wine, and the dinner is $650,000. Oh, yeah. For dinner. Yep. It's like, well, it's a thousand bucks a plate. Yeah, a thousand, a thousand bucks yeah. a Well, I, I'm sure the wine was three, four hundred bucks yeah, a bottle. Yeah, probably. We had one uh, just this winter uh, at the depot in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, 400 and some people. And then uh, they were over at uh, the Blue uh, MOA. That was another 400. And it was two days straight of nonstop. And <laughs> it was crazy. But uh, we got it done. We got a good crew of kids uh, from Egan High School and uh, throughout other kids that I just pick up. So I, I, there, there's so some hope. drive through Dakota County. Yeah. Just yeah. Just, yeah on the free candy on the side of the truck. Let's trucks. go to GameStop. Yeah. Your mother but, uh, told, has been hurt in an accident, and she told me to find you. Yeah. <laughs> 
But at least I could say that there's a little hope out there with uh, that generation with uh, work ethic. Uh, those, those boys work hard. Well, so. that's great to hear. See, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that's really not because you hear the opposite a yeah. lot. Yeah. That nobody wants to do their job and blah, blah, blah. I think it depends on where you go. Well, that might only be radio, too. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I've got four kids just, well, they're in, one is out of college, the other three are in, and it's just, it, it, when I hear people ripping that generation because they're lazy and they don't know how the world works, I'm like, yeah, you got to talk to my kids <laughs> if they're not working. I, uh, you know, one of the big things that old people say all the time is, oh, I don't know anything about civics and they should teach this in schools. And it's like, well, they do actually teach civics in schools. You just don't know about it. They didn't teach me that in school. Really? No. Yeah, civics wasn't stuff. wasn't really around for no. my generation. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So it, it my, depends on the yeah gen, the generation. I think one of my favorite conversations between my son, who was older, and his uh, sister, who was two years younger. He was probably fourteen, and she was twelve, and they were arguing classic big government versus little government <laughs> argument. And Wesley uh, turns to his sister and says, you know, maybe you should read the Federalist Papers. And she goes, what makes you think that I haven't? I'm like, oh, oh. this is awesome. Oh, there you go. Boy, if my kids read the Federalist Papers, I'd, I wouldn't give them their allowance for a month. Oh, come on now. <laughs> but, you know, that's just me. You're out of the mix. Yeah, well, you it's, know. A, it's actually, it's pretty interesting. It uh, gives you an insight into no, how the country was founded. It, it's, like, it's like any sort of... Uh, religion where people can use it however they want to you mean politics like that yeah, well, I mean, yeah it's, the it's same disgusting thing. mike isn't it it's it's terrible it's, it's just you know, horrible but it is true you know people people can you know read it and conclude one thing yep or the diametrically opposed thing and that's i guess that that makes it great literature i guess yeah. people do well, you, we're having the same arguments now. I mean, this, this nothing is new. No, it's not. Well, it's got a little meaner, though. Yeah, the guns are more efficient, though. The guns are much more efficient than they used to be. Well, the keyboard jockeys, too. Don't remember the guy that started <laughs> the banking system killed yeah. the vice president. Yes, he did. Yeah, they did plenty of or murdering back then. The other way around. Sorry. Well, in those days, you know, they, they, uh, the gentlemen just went outside and had their duel. Yep. And for the most part, no one died. It's like that was the yeah, beauty of people. That's, that's what true. people don't understand. People didn't get killed. Obviously, occasionally they did. But, I mean, how many bullets did Andrew Jackson die with? You know, That's true. His whole body was riddled with bullets. Yeah, that is true. I invented a word. That, I think I invented a word this morning. You ever heard of the word believist? Believist? Believist. No. I just made that word up that's this morning because I've decided that I, I'm going to bring it up a lot. Because I still don't understand how you want to ruin someone's life because they don't believe what you believe. Yeah. Why do you want to do that? I don't know. I mean, what's the difference between, okay, you're not like me because you're a different skin color. You're not like me because of religion. You're not like me because of your beliefs. Where are the differences there? Yeah. It's still an ism. It's still horrible. I, I just, and well, I got friends, like I said before, I have friends that are very conservative and I have friends that are very liberal and they're my friends. I you yeah, know, I don't agree with very much of what either one of them says, but I still think the world. I love the, both the, of them; they're great. The one difference that I find with my friends who uh, who have a different view of politics than than I do is that we used to we used to have discussions and, and sometimes friendly arguments about it. Yeah, right. can't talk about it. Anymore. Oh no, no, not anymore, man. <laughs> I why. 
I just what was what was the word again? Either beliefist or believist. I haven't decided on which one's going to be. I yet. feel like someone should be like saying that at church, like believist. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, I might do that. I'll get a little, you know, collar. Hey, It'll be phenomenal. <laughs> nice Catholic boy like me, right, Mike? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't think I'm dedicated? Is that what you're trying to well, say? Well, you know, I mean... You I, left him at a loss for words. I've never <laughs> seen that. Have you? That's right. Well, the old man didn't know what to say. It was. There was a timing thing involved. There, okay, but sorry. Sure. Here, yeah, right. I'll, go, the, I'll go along with that. Okay, it was the timing thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just... there's there's you, You're walking on eggshells. Why, Anywhere though? you go. Why can't you believe what you believe and I believe what I believe and we're both okay? One of the problems is that today you can believe things that aren't true. That's that's pretty much everybody now. Well, it's yeah, it's it's definitely not getting any better. And but it used to be, you know, that we could all understand that there were certain things that were facts. Yes, we but did. There's nothing like that anymore. No, no, it's it's all whatever I want it to be. How where did that come from, do you think? Money. Yep, it is all money, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's all about, everything's about money now. Yeah. Our school system's all about money. Our education system is all, you know, all of it is all about money now. And I just, ugh. Yeah, I don't even watch the news anymore. It's just beyond. Good move. It's beyond my control. I, my blood pressure just goes through the roof. And I'm on enough blood pressures at 37 <laughs> years old already. You know what I love about it? And I'll, I promise I won't go on with this. But if I tune into CNN, I want to start crying because everybody's looking like they're going to burst into tears. And then I turn it on Fox, and everybody's trying to be funny, and they're not funny in the least. <laughs> so it's like, could you guys meet in the middle somewhere? <laughs> That'd be kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, like that would happen. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's never well, too much. It's money again. Too much CNN's money to be made. trying to go centrist now. Are they? And I don't well, yeah, they are. Yeah, That's they are. true. Yeah, right. and I don't think Which it'll work. Which is kind of where they started, right? Well, yes. yeah, they were headline news. Yeah. yeah. They were, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to work for them. I think if every news site just got rid of their opinion section, that would go a long way to fix it. was, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I think TMZ is where that really went off the Oh, the you are right uh, about that. Yeah, TMZ is just garbage news. I just oh. they, they do love their celebrities, don't mm -hmm. they? But yeah, it is all. It's all about money. Everything's about money, and you don't even matter because there's money to be made. Yeah, no, that's true. Which is unfortunate. It's it's really too bad. I I just I yeah, just know after Tuesday, I'm going to miss the hell out of all the political ads. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. My favorite so time tired of, year. of those. Well, Aren't you just worn out. Yes. After Tuesday, oh, you may be you you may get relief from the political ads. But uh, it's not, it doesn't mean we're going to come together. Oh, no, 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 no. Or you think, so that's you think an it's interesting a question. Now. I don't want to spend an hour and a half talking <laughs> politics because people just tune out. But can you think of anybody uh, as president who would have a chance at unifying, and not the far left and the far right, but the, you hmm. know, the, the 10 percent either yeah. way, which is really where the elections are decided. Yes. It's not decided by the wings. Hmm. It's It's the middle. Is there anybody that would... People would go, yeah, not my guy, but not Pat terrible. Miles. How about Pat, Pat Miles? Miles? There you go. Now we're talking. Well, you know the thing is that um, that that it's never going to happen. No. Because for one thing, what really drives uh, a close election these days it's it's just turnout. We yes. are so split right down the middle that yeah. it's just a question of who shows. It's also a question not only of who shows up, but who is allowed to vote. Allowed to vote, yeah. So. Those are the two big things. What do you mind? What do you mean by allowed to vote? Well, I mean that there are efforts, uh, increasing efforts to, uh, you know, it happens mostly in the South where they do everything they can to keep black people 
Hispanics, others from voting. Why don't they just vote by mail then? <laughs> well, they, they, they don't want them to do that either. I heard an interesting example of that. Um, and in North Dakota, <clears throat> the state requirement to vote is that you have to have a physical address, mm -hmm. right? You can't have yeah. a P.O. box. You have right. to have a physical address. And yep. to me, you know, you, th you think about it, it goes, okay, that makes You're sense. Taxes, yep. yeah. mm -hmm. What you don't know is that on the reservation, they don't have physical addresses. Oh, right. So they can't vote? That's right. Huh. Andy, is that true? Yeah. I have a very hard time so believing any of this is Andy, true. Google um, your dad's wrong. North but you're not. North you're Google your dad is wrong. <laughs> Thank you. But you're certainly not suggesting that that's why they enacted the I'm, law. I'm just reporting facts. I'm not here to interpret things. Where'd you get that one over at, uh, what's that dump you went to for college again? McAllister. McAllister. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, McAllister. <laughs> hey, it's Typical, my, Mike. It's like yeah, well, little yeah. Beijing over there now. God, <laughs> half the, 40 percent of the student body. These rich uh, Chinese well, kids. They can't Jeez. get it anywhere else. Look at the, the admissions out on the East Coast is terrible. Yeah. So you're saying my son is a rich Chinese kid? Yeah. That's well, what he's, we are he's, saying. One, he's one of the I mean, I've had questions others. from time to time, but yeah. no. Don't tell Gelfan. Yeah. What a great name. <laughs> yeah. A great name. Yeah. What do you got, Andy? Uh, it's going to be a bit. You does, it say, does it say it's a lot more complicated line? than you it know, usually just, is? Yeah. yeah. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in to Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. So while he's looking at that, I just want to go back to last week because I left something hanging. Uh-oh. Dangling participle? Well, and I never do that. Um, but uh, I had a great Hungarian literature teacher who, and never mind, but he was great. And he taught me how to write. In you know, in ways no one else ever did. So it, it has to do with dangling part. Tell the story. 
No, no, it's just it's just he was a great mentor and uh, one of you know one of the reasons why you can actually learn something you know at the University of Minnesota or anywhere if you want to. That's right. Um, so, uh, but we talked about I, I was we were talking about Groucho Marx. Oh, I love Groucho. Marx. And and I mentioned that that I remembered they they had a, a, a guy who wrote for the show. And he also, and he became a very famous author after that, author and screenwriter, and I could not come up with his name. Uh, and because he plugged, he plugged this book he was writing on the show, oh. which as it turned out, didn't get published for like another 10 years or so. Because the book got published in 1970, I believe. Okay. The show went off the air in 1961. Mm -hmm. So this guy, very famous writer, I mean, he may ridicule me, for not remembering who it was, but I, I don't read this kind of book because it was a horror mystery oh, really? type, type book. Yeah, and um, but the guy's name was, as it turned out, was uh, um, Blatty. Last name was Blatty. William Peter. Yep. Really. Hmm. The Exorcist. You know, let's see. Oh, and I, no, I guess now two of them have won horror films have won the Best uh, Picture Oscar. Yeah. First one, The Exorcist, William Peter Blatty. Yep. And what was the one that just won won it? A short time ago, it's not really a horror movie. They said it was a horror movie. It's like, eh, not really. But The Exorcist really was. Oh it, yeah, it's see, a, I, it I took him ten years to get that published. Well, he might have been working on it for ten. Oh, years. okay, okay. Because um, he he was pretty busy after after the the You Bet Your Life went off the air. He was doing screenplays, and uh, and funny thing is, mostly he just wrote comedies. <laughs> yeah. But then he swung way over. In fact. Throughout his life, he mostly wrote comedies. Mm -hmm. But then there was The Exorcist. And I can't even imagine how much money he made on that book. Oh, it's still coming it's in. probably still it. rolling in. Yeah, well, and it's bushel. not just the book, because he, he then wrote the screenplay mm -hmm. for the movie. He produced the movie, and um, uh, he was pretty well set. This is a guy, by the way, grew up on the streets of New York. His, uh, his, his parents were Lebanese. And his dad just kind of disappeared, and his mother—I've never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> and his mother was left to raise like you know five kids. Seven, actually. Seven. In my family. Oh, in your family. <laughs> well, I thought like, well, you know more about this than I do. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but but your mom was at least she had a steady job. Well, she was a waitress, right? Diner, yeah. Yeah, and his mom. Uh, her only source of income, she sold quince jelly on the streets oh, yeah. of New York. Yeah, <laughs> and and he said, I you know I just read about most of this just just in Wikipedia. I didn't do a deep dive or anything, but but he said that that he never had a permanent home until he went to college, and then he stayed in yeah. the dorm. <clears throat> yep. And he said that that they never stayed anywhere. For more than two months, because the rent was due. Because the rent was due. I, I know I knew that story really well. That. Yeah. So he wow. said, like you know, oh, yeah. until he was eighteen, he'd never lived anywhere for more than like two or three months. I, I've been through. I've been living forty-three different houses by the time I turned eighteen. Yeah, he had numbers like that yeah, too. Yeah. That's so. You know. And the other thing, my mother being a diner waitress, having a steady job. Yeah. I had a steady job, too, because I used to stand out in front of the, the it was called Kokomo's on 26th Avenue North. Mm-hmm. I'd stand out front, and I'd be looking through the window, and a guy would come on and go, you didn't tip my mother. <laughs> what? I said, get back in there and give my mother a tip. I always did. <laughs> so that was good. How about food? Did you guys get food? Oh, a little here and a little there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, by the way, a cup of coffee, which is now, what, four bucks? 
in most restaurants. It depends. It depends well, on what kind of coffee you're getting. It was 16 cents. Yeah, was well, you're not going to get that. <laughs> I, re- I certainly remember when it was a dime. Yeah, a dime good cup of coffee. Yeah. That's exactly right. No, it's four dollars. I, <laughs> I wouldn't trust a cup of coffee that costs a dime. What do you think? It was delicious. Hey, I wouldn't trust one that costs four dollars. Yeah, yeah, for real. It pours out like syrup and water tonic. and food coloring. Mike, that you remember exactly back good. in your cab driving days the uh, dime vending machine coffee? Oh, and God. what was oh. unique about that? If you looked at the bottom of the cup, yeah, sludge. No, no, you. There were, <laughs> they were, they were, they were poker hands, and the hold card was on the bottom. Oh. remember that? No, I, I, I never got that. Mike far. and I both drove taxi in the '70s for the same company. We discovered that a while ago. Oh, I didn't Steering know it was the same at, company. Yeah, Blue and White. He was a little bit before me, but uh, he was in the early '70s. I yeah. was in the later '70s. I drove so. the uh, the hipster company yeah. cabs. The hipster company. Yeah. Can o- I tell? Only because they were near the U of M. Right. My my only taxi story. I got to tell our guests very quickly. My first day living in New York, I flew out there to do voiceover in 19, God, was it, well, a long time ago. So I, I fly into to the airport, I hop in a taxi cab, and we go through the Midtown Tunnel. We're in Manhattan now, living at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. And uh, as we're driving over, I looked at, remember the you know, badge on the on the uh, right. dashboard? Mm-hmm. It was like a license or, mm-hmm. or a yeah, certification. Yeah, the driver and the, and the medallion number and all right. that sort of stuff. So I look at the thing, and I go, so how, how's your day going so far, Javier? There was a pause, and he does not look at me and says, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pardon me. Well. Okay, the familiarity. All right, so, Javi. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so I'm guessing you didn't correct his pronunciation. I did not. You might have had a gun. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. No, well, yeah. we'll leave it there. Hey, that's, that's how Michael Cohn made his fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Me- medallions. Medallions. Oh, really? Yeah. He, I didn't know that. That was he. He was he owned uh, taxi medallions, and then of course came the day when they were worthless. <laughs> yeah. Now because mm, yeah. of Uber. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Back to more automotive questions, Kim. When you sent me the email asking to be on the show, you told me what your favorite car was that you don't have yet. So. Right. Tell us about that. I want a '66 Mustang. Oh, love them. And why that particular model and year? They had so much character to them. They don't, Mustangs today don't look like a Mustang, but those just, they just looked really cool, and I'd love a black one. So every time I go to a car show, I always look for the older Mustangs, like 66, 67. They just, they just look so nice. That was my first car, it was a 65, and it was I loved it dearly because I was a kid, but it was a terrible car. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't tell me that. I still love it. No, it was just a, it was a five hundred dollar car oh, in the seventies. Well, probably had the yeah. same motor that I had in my F one fifty. The no, it, had a, it was a, a two eighty nine <laughs> four speed. Oh yeah. So it was yeah. a little fast, but it, it just broke down all the time. But it, the good thing about that car is I learned how to fix it because I didn't have enough money to uh, pay it somebody else to do it. It's like and. Cars were considerably simpler back then, they, which was a good thing because you had to work on mm-hmm. them all the time. But the, the the coolest car, the one that everybody wanted when I was in high school, was the '57 T-Bird. Oh God, what a beautiful car! <laughs> Wasn't that something? God, that was a mag- Those are great cars you're talking about. My uh, grandfather uh, owned a foundry, and they made bridge railings. This is in New England, so we drove a lot going up and down highway projects and selling, you know, bridge railings and stuff. And a lot of them are still on the uh, Mass Pike out there 70 years later. But he 
got into T-Birds when they first started making them, and he'd buy a new one every year. Uh, he kept his 57 for a long time for whatever reason. I think that was the last year of the two-door, if I remember right, or at least the cool-looking two-door. With the or two seater. Yep. Yeah, oh, it had I the, love yeah, it had the hard top of the circle. Yeah. Window. And I remember in the early 60s, I think I was maybe five or six, when he, he let me go to the dealership and pick out the one for that year. And <laughs> that's when they had the, they called it the fat man's friend, the swing away swing But he kept that 57, and when I was about probably 11 or so, 12, he goes, You know, you're going to be driving pretty soon, and I, I think I'm going to pass the T Bird on to you. Uh, Six months later, he died of a stroke. My oh. grandmother sold everything and moved to Florida. Oh. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I lost my grandfather and the 57 <laughs> You know, you just gave me a great memory because my brother came home from two tours of Vietnam in 1967, almost 1968, and bought a 1966 Fastback. A Mustang. Remember those Mustang oh, yeah. Fastbacks? Yep. He loved cool. that. Oh, my God, he loved that car. It was a great car. If you had to guess 30 years from now what cars people are going to be talking about the way you're talking about 50s yeah, and 60s classic true. cars, yeah. do you think there are any? I Not think the some one of I'm the driving. stuff Chrysler is making now <laughs> might get there. Yeah. Uh, C8 Corvette will probably be in that club, it's the, which is the, the current model. It's the last year of the V8-powered uh, uh, Corvette. Um, yeah, really? some of the Chryslers, yeah, they're going... Uh, uh, V6, I think. V8s the, the are kind of going they're away, going right. they? yeah. yeah. Chrysler announced they're not going to make them after 23. I've noticed. Um, well, they're very I think, inefficient. I think they'll still use them for trucks because of the amount of torque and yeah, power. Yeah, you need the power. Right. But, but, in the, but the the days of the stuff in the big V8 and the little tiny cars, which they kind of invented in the 60s. The interesting story about the Mustang is that it was really designed, and this is going to sound really sexist, but this was the way they thought back then. <laughs> When it came out in 64, it was supposed to be a secretary's car. It was basically a Ford Falcon with a different body. Oh, yeah. Were, most of them were six cylinders. They weren't particularly fast. Uh, and then in response to Pontiac building the GTO and so on and so forth, they go, hmm, I wonder what would happen if we stuffed this motor in there. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the dudes went, yeah, I want one of those too. So it's interesting how that started. But, yeah, their, their initial demographic was really 70% women, which was really a high number. It's a high number today, but back then it was, it was really high. So it, it's interesting how that whole changed in a couple of years. But that's a good question. You know, if there's anybody out there listening, uh, call or text 561-228-4061. Let us know what you think. Uh, Current model years, or go back two or three or four years. Well, what's even ten be, years. What's going to be collectible? Because you don't hear people talking about, you know, like a twenty tens, like, oh, geez, what a great classic car. <laughs> right. Because they're not really that old. Yeah. My, that's my right. truck in ninety, that F one fifty I mentioned. A buddy of mine had a mint black version of that same truck in Iowa, and uh, he sold it probably a month ago for fifteen grand. That's good. I bought mine for seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> from five hundred to fifty. Boy, I should have kept that car. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have kept it. No question about it. I'm trying to think of what else today would be. You know the exotic. What about the stuff Nissan Altima? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they only you know Classic car. it's usually something they made fifteen million of. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that is the thing. It's like they make more cars because they can sell more cars. It seems it's a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. It's not often that they limit themselves to smaller runs, 
but they did that a lot back then for whatever reason. You know, they still do it to an extent. They call the the term in the business is called a halo car. They they never really expect to make money selling it. Nissan, it's the GTR, which is just an awesome muscle car, and they're. I don't know, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, I suppose. But they compete with Ferraris and that sort of stuff. But they're never going to get their money back on that. But the idea is, it uh, you know shines light on the entire mm, line, makes the entire line sense. look cool. That's going away a little bit. But you know, every manufacturer, not everyone, but most do. Uh, Honda has a the Civic Type R, I think, is a it's a Honda Civic with a three hundred horsepower motor in it. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> Uh, super cool. Actually, a guy that I met on YouTube uh, lives locally here. I uh, bought one of them from us. That was kind of an interesting story. I love that. So here, I'll tell you the story. Um, my wife and I do a lot of boating in the summertime. What? Kind of, kind of stupid Who to say. Who ever heard of that? As, well, I heard as that opposed story to at all. doing a lot of boating in the wintertime, right? <laughs> put um, skates on there, right? And we have friends that are always like, you know, how do you go through the locks? And so I had a GoPro, and we were coming back from Red Wing after the 4th a few years ago. And I'm like, I'm just going to make a quick video, 10 minutes long, about how to go through a lock. And I posted it, you know, how to go through a lock in a small boat in the Mississippi River. It's had, like, I don't know couple hundred thousand views and one of the responses on there early on was hey really nice video super helpful by the way when you're pulling in I'm the lock guy that said hello he wasn't the guy that tied us up and so we started emailing back and forth and we you know we've I've actually never met him uh, physically but we become friends he's far right politically he's way different than I am but he <laughs> loves his type R Civic I mean he just he just babies the thing and thinks it's the coolest thing but see there you go yeah, different political views, but your friends. Yeah, it's exactly. Well, right we have it. enough in common, uh, yeah. voting, and I think. But <laughs> the topic just, doesn't come up. Well, about we politics just we just we talk know about everything else what not to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and I, I have a lot of friends, not a lot, but more than a few friends like that, and we just like let's talk about the rest of the world rather than mm-hmm. those one little part that we're never going to see eye to eye on. You know, Larry Carver says his pick is an Lexus LFA. Ah, ah, okay. That's a that's not a bad car. They just came out three years ago, I think. He he knows more about cars than I do. It's the hot rod. Well, that's good to know that I'm touting you as Mr. Automobile, and now you say you don't know much about cars. The entire Carver knows more about cars than most people. He's got the word tire in his name. Yeah. He does. And Carver, too. Well, I mean, I don't think his actual name is tire, but it's not. (laughs) You know, know, you're talking about this video. I, I saw a video the other day. I was amazed it had something like, you know, a million viewers. It was a, a boating thing. It was uh, how to fit your big boat into a little canal. I couldn't believe all that. <laughs> Is that a sex thing? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I love the look on your face. Man. That was good. That was some acting right there, Mr. Gelfman. What? <laughs> Should join an improv group. Yeah, there you go. Get yeah, that it might good. help. <laughs> do they still do those, really? Oh, sure. Improv? Yeah. yeah. I remember it was a huge thing, like, in the 80s and 90s, but I don't know if it's as big. It kind of got a bad reputation because well, so, many so many improv groups are bad people. Awful. They're terrible. Yeah. They're but to, if you see people that are well, good at it, and all which is really up. rare. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it was the Groundlings, was it called, I think? What was the one in the Chicago? Yeah, yeah, that was the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember them. Yeah, Tons well, of those Saturday Night Live people were in the Groundlings. Kevin Farley was just uh, at uh, my wife's cousin's bar, Lansing Corner, and Albert Lee. And oh was, really? I, my wife's like, you didn't not have a frown on the whole night. 
it was just amazing to talk to oh, that guy. Oh, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a really nice super guy. funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't we have him on the show like a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah. He's been yeah. on several times. He's been on the morning show a ton. Yeah, he's been on the morning Pretty show Pretty much a lot once or twice really, a year. Really nice guy. Yeah. Tiger Carver says the LFA was 2011 to 2014. Oh, my God. Time goes that... by when you're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. That's oh, yeah. He's, he's right. Well, I'll tell you well, something. Of course he's right. I'll tell you, you something about improv. Yes. Which I know a little bit about, having, you know, worked at the Brave New Workshop. Sure. Like, you know, 70 years ago or something. Was it 70? Uh, I can't remember. It's uh, It was so long. I'd like to forget the whole experience. Really not well, good? Well, just, just me being the least talented person there. You know, it's... Yeah. it's uh, Who was there? Um, well, Pat Prof. Pat Prof. Yeah. Well, how's Pat? You talked to Pat? I, I talked to him every now and then. I yeah. liked him a yeah. lot. Yeah, really good guy. He's doing well. He's these days he doesn't write a whole lot of scripts. Uh, what he does is he's uh, he punches them up. Is he still collecting big checks for airplane? Oh, <laughs> I, I I just I read about that in the paper. Yeah. Did, you, did you see that story? No. Well, there's a story in the paper, like uh, it, uh, some group of critics said. What's a paper? What is that? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually, you know, it wasn't actually paper. It was, but you know, I, I, I still know call it. And my parents used to refer to the icebox, and I referred yes. to the refrigerator. The refrigerator. Yeah. I heard the same icebox. But right. But now, of course, I I talk about newspapers. And people are saying the same thing. What? Yes. What? what? The Minnesota Daily, no longer a newspaper. Just, nope. just you know where I learned to write. Yep. And now it's now it's just online. So it's kind of kind of sad. But there was a story about an airplane being you know the critics think it's like one of the funniest movies ever. Made. I would have to agree with. Yeah, that. and that was Prof. You know, Pat Prof wrote that whole thing, didn't he? he yeah, he pretty much did. Yeah, he. Uh, he uh, so now he now he punches up movies. They send him a script. He he puts a bunch of jokes in it, sends it back, and he gets his check. No, he's really good. I can't tell you what his check is for. I don't know. But I'm guessing it's, you know, it's probably Decent probably amount. more than the average worker makes in a decade. Probably. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I, probably true. One of, one of the longest nights of my life was spent at the old Dudley Riggs. It was on 28th and Hennepin, right? Yeah, we were, right around the corner from Professor, Professor that, Munchies. That's, that's where I was working, yeah, 28th so and Hennepin. Embers across the street. Yep. Yeah. Six of us went in there. New comic night. And guess how many oh, people were in the audience? Um, three. Three. Well, there were six of us. <laughs> that was the clue. No. Six. Oh, still could have been three. Oh, well, God. it was the, painful. The, the group, the group that I was mostly with was was a group of, of uh, mostly high school kids and some college kids, and we were, you know, like the understudies. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them went on to to be do really well, and a lot of us had no future in that. Um, but most of us found a living somehow. But the um, but the uh, there weren't a lot of people who came to see us being like on a Monday or Tuesday yeah. night. And one night there were two people there, and of course you know, you know the show must go on. Sure. You know, very proud professionalist. And uh, so one night there were two people there, but in the middle of the show one of them left. <laughs> but but not 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 through the front door, through the emergency exit, so that we could all hear him vomiting in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk at a comedy club. Naturally, naturally I looked. I I did a take, and then I said, "Is it something I said?" <laughs> See, you got a line out of it anyway. Yeah, and but the one person didn't laugh. 
What? So, so, well, you know how it is. Jesus it's hard to get a laugh from one person. It, yeah, it yeah, sure it is. It really is. And, and, it, it, and it's tough being in the audience. And I still remember, and this had to be 1982 or so, but they had eight or nine different people coming out, and they would give them the red light, you know, when their time was up. Mm -hmm. And they'd usually get five or six minutes. One guy was so bad, he got the red light 30 seconds into his head. Oh! Oh, yeah, that's the modern version of the shepherd's crook. That's right, exactly. That's what it was. But, and it wasn't a subtle red light either, as I recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the secret, the secret about successful improvisation, then and now, is that the really good stuff is not improvisation at well, all. Well, that's very no. true. Yeah, yeah, like um, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. It was a huge oh, one. Right. Yeah. That was all written. I sure. guarantee it. Great show when Drew it was. was there. It was a really funny really show, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's improvisation to some extent because what they're doing is they're writing the joke, uh, and then they're building a skit around it. But right. It's extemporaneous. Right. Yeah. But it's still based on something they wrote. Mm -hmm. Can you be funny now anymore? Good question. What do you I mean don't think you try real hard. No, I'm talking. If you hit the stage now, can you actually? Well, do there you are comics who are you know who I think there's. You know, you go to the Acme, for example, which is Acme's the best of yeah, the comedy yeah. groups. Yeah, and you see people like Brian Miller. Yeah, know, Brian's very good. And and uh, so there are funny comics. That guy works his ass off. He, he really does. Yeah. He does, you're right. He's got about 10 different gigs yeah. at any given time. And he does a lot of writing as well. Yes, he's yeah. an excellent writer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We watched Chappelle and Ken Jong when we were on our uh, anniversary getaway. Hmm? Extremely unfunny. Yeah. yeah. Really, really bad. Chappelle, Jones, Chappelle was funny, but well, it nowadays was, it was it's his a little one, too much now. What was yeah. it? It was well, the one called Sticks and Stones, which was a few years back, 2019. Yeah. I I didn't think it was funny at well, all. Oh, it's newer stuff. You're not talking about the Chappelle show, though. No, the Chappelle show was stand -up. The Chappelle yeah. show, that's, that's well, yeah, That was a good yeah. Chip, What happened to Chappelle? How did he get hung up on this, this guy tried transgender thing? He kind of got... But that was after he got hung up well, on was the it? transgender was it? thing. Okay. Yeah. But he's got a friend I'm that's transgender. justifying it. I'm just saying. Here's what I don't understand. Like, I don't go around... I know, what is it now, Andy? Four or five transgender people. I don't it's either know. four or five, something like that. Well, sure. But I don't go around Let telling everybody, you know, I know book. lots of transgender. <laughs> who cares? I have a friend who happens to be transgender. Who happens to be transgender. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, I mean, Cliff Siegel sure. became Lauren Siegel. Right. And he was the first one. And by the way, you know what he was told when he told a friend of mine that? Hmm. Don't tell Tom. He'll kill you. <laughs> Why would you tell him that? You, you knew him. You knew him right when he was going through the process. Exactly. I mean, like, I what are you talking about? He'd come into the station all the time. We'd sit around and... and he did the first transgender traffic report in America. Is that right? He it was really funny. I remember that. It was really... Do you remember? Uh, yeah. He did a great... So he comes on and he goes, okay, I'm Lauren and this is the first transgender traffic report. <laughs> Jim Capaldi is still dead. Steve Winwood is touring Europe this summer. It's about the banned traffic. It's really funny. Well, no, Michael, Michael is transgender, yeah. right? Who's that? Oh, it's a friend of Alex's. Michaela? Okay. Oh, is it? I have a cousin. Oh, it's Michaela, yeah. Yeah, and you have a cousin? Yep. Uh, who cares? I've never understood. Why would you? I'm going to do this. Good for you. I, Why I, would I care about that? I don't I don't have any transgender friends, but there's a reason for well, that. Well, you don't have any friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's big, you and I, just, Oliver and Hardy, still, Oliver and Laurel and Hardy. We still right? have it. It's I was surprised true. he actually shook his hand and introduced himself. It was like, oh, he's actually friendly. He actually <laughs> touched people? You yeah. touched someone? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's going with the hand. Thank you for reminding Howie Mandel of St. Louis Park. <laughs> he literally went to the hand sanitizer when it reminded me he touched someone. I was just, I thought this would be a great cheer in my hope I get a chance. <laughs> there you go, exactly. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Ryan. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I rewatched a really cute movie last night. I hadn't seen it in 20-some years. Uh, that Thing You Do. Tom oh, yeah. Made it. yeah, that's a good movie. And I didn't, I forgot who was in it. Charlie's Theron Karen? and Liv Tyler. Giovanni really? Rabisi plays the original oh, I drummer. Love him. He I love breaks him. his arm in the opening scene, so yeah. the other guy oh, gets yeah. the drumming job. Steve Zahn's in it, and uh, Colin Hanks is, has a bit part in there, and he looks like he's about 10. Well, he's a big star <laughs> now. Oh, yeah, he's a big deal. That Liv Tyler now. was pretty hot. In oh, 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 yeah. It was a great movie he was in with. Uh, Oh, God, it's about a guy going back home. He's a comedy writer in New York, and he ends up being a dog walker, so he goes back home to Indiana. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? Oh, God, it's a phenomenal movie. i got to check that out. Liv Tyler's in it. Yeah. And she goes to his house, and all the pictures of people are very sad. They're like, in all these sad pictures. (laughs) Next time he comes, he comes home. She had broken in his house and put smiles on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> what is that movie, Andy? You, we've watched it. Uh, He's a basketball coach. It's uh, asking me the names of movies is not the greatest idea. No, that's true. Liv Tyler movies. Liv Tyler movies. Because she hasn't been in many. No, no she really hasn't. Yeah. God, that's a great Lonesome Jim. Lonesome Jim. That's oh, exactly right. Lonesome Jim. If you get a chance, watch Lonesome Jim. It's phenomenally funny. Now, I do have to bring something up to you because I watched the last two episodes of The Watcher last night. Yeah. I loved it. You like the ending. Because it's a. See, to me, though, here's. The, I think here's. Did you guys watch The Watcher? Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You didn't watch it? Plug did, you, your did you like yeah. it? Just, no, I was disappointed. Um, you were disappointed? Yeah. Here's the difference that I can figure out. Did you watch it at all, Mike? Not yet. Okay. Well, because so this won't make any difference. It won't ruin it for you. It's not really about the watcher. It's about obsession. The whole movie's about obsession. The whole series is about people being obsessed. Remember the very last scene in the movie. Very last. No, TV show. Excuse me. I'm the very to last. Remember scene. what it was? Is it with the? Well, they're standing. The, the black woman the, shows up and. All seven people yeah. are watching the house. Oh, that's They're right. obsessed with watching that house. And you've seen it, what, ten times? What? I've seen the movie once. Or it's <laughs> no, a TV show. It's it was not an a movie. obsession joke. Yeah. It went right, <laughs> over, know, right, right over my head. Because, no, no, he didn't even honor it. <laughs> no, I didn't honor he, he it. He got because, the joke. But no, it was a disrespect. You've had, you've had better. <laughs> about halfway through, <laughs> yeah. I, I said, this is not about the Watcher at all. This is about, party. This is about people being obsessed with the Watcher. That's why I love the ending. Well, yeah. I mean, God, look at every true crime podcast and true crime oh, aficionado. God, yes. They're all yeah. They can get a little weird about it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. I I never watch anything uh, that that can be ruined if you know how it ends. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Not those, a fan of the crying game. Yeah. No, I just no. I I I like movies where you don't have to know. Yeah, I know where, what you mean. Where, yeah. where there's no great revelation. Watch oh, Lonesome Jim. If you don't love Lonesome Jim, I yeah. wrote it down. I remember he comes back home after New York, and then who stars in it? It's, it's um, oh God, Andy, who's the male star? And he's Lonesome. he's one of my favorite actors. I can't think of his damn name. I believe his name is Jim Lonesome. Yes, Jim, <laughs> Jim Lonesome, Lonesome as Lonesome Jim. Uh, Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. That's exactly who it is. And Liv Tyler's <laughs> in it, but. He comes back from New York, and his older brother is the basketball coach at the high school. And they're standing in the hallway after a basketball game, and his brother says to Casey Affleck, you know, I've been a coach for a long time, and it's okay, but I don't know. it's just not very fulfilling, and I don't, know, I don't know if I should do it or if I should not do it. And there's silence, and Casey Affleck says, you know, you're a goddamn disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do remember that movie. Remember that movie? Oh, I love yeah. that movie. It's like a complete burnout, yeah. Yes. Rock trivia question. Everybody knows that Liv Tyler's biological fav- uh, father was, uh, Steven, is Stephen Tyler from right. Aerosmith. Hmm. But who raised her? Who raised Liv Tyler? Woody Allen? <laughs> oh, boy. You better hope not. I'll give you a hint. It's rock star. Oh, I Pat know. Benatar. I, it's, uh, Todd Rundgren. Yeah. Yep. Todd Rundgren raised her? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? So, well, she had... <laughs> uh, Liv's mom was uh, going out with Steven Tyler and then wound up living with Todd Rundgren for like 12 years or something uh. like that. When Liv was really little and he just said, well, I'll just treat you like my daughter. and. Huh. And didn't she not know who Steven Tyler, that he was her dad for quite a while? I don't know I think that, that is true. That could be yeah. right. I think you're right about that. 
but I just the one thing that really Catherine loves Todd Rundgren. I know she, she does. Just I, I'm him. a huge fan as well. I, I, I was lucky I found, enough to see him a couple of weeks ago. Found out about his pubic hair, and I didn't care for that too much. <laughs> well, <laughs> dyed his pubic hair seven different colors. Well, Todd is why? a little flamboyant. I just don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> he, he, well, he's he's a, a great, it's great not like musician. Everybody's gonna see it. <laughs> like, yeah, for who? Who'd you do that for? Well, great musician. He's obviously probably a smokes a little weed once. Oh, yeah. But I think he it's lives nice. In Maui. It's nice that he showed his affinity with the LBGT. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's well, that's I didn't say they were rainbow colors. You just said seven different well, colors. Well, I'm thinking seven different colors. Not I mean, really. They're all shades of orange. Yeah. Not really <laughs> flying oh, the flag. Well, that's Whatever you do, Andy, don't Google it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Googling it. Todd Rundgren's pubic hair. <laughs> oh, thank you. I thought he did. His face is like, oh. I was just trying to figure out who Todd Rundgren is. Hello, it's me. One of the great songs of all time. It's me you're looking for? It's me. Or no, 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 not, not, not Lionel Richie. Uh, okay. Lionel. <laughs> no. I was going to say, I don't a, think He was that. a big rock star in the 70s and yeah. into the early 80s. He actually still plays. Utopia's a great album. But he was also a, a record producer. He did mm-hmm. Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell and a lot oh, of okay. other records that became that. incredibly popular. So, And as I saw him... He was uh, fronting a Bowie tribute band at Mystic Lake a few weeks ago, and I, I think he's 73 or 4. Todd Rundgren? can still sing. Right. Um, 74, yep. The guy who was really blew me away, and I'd really never paid much attention to Fishbone, if you know what that band is. It was early 90s, sort of L.A., punk rock, ska, a little bit of everything. But the front man for that was Angelo Moore. And he came out and did a few songs, and it's like, man, this guy is unbelievable. It was a cool show. So, if you're listening somewhere in the country and you get an, if you're a David Bowie fan, track that tour down. It's it's definitely worth the money. And it was not promoted very well, although the house was full. I like Mystic. I like the Mystic Lake. Oh yeah, I agree. Oh, I know bang the drum all day. It is. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing over there now? He's singing, I don't want to work. Oh, I just want to bang on the drum all day. I think that he wrote that when he moved to Hawaii and started smoking. That wouldn't make sense. I think he wrote it for John Hines. Hines played that every day on oh, did he really? show back in the day. Hawaii is a very laid-back place, from what I understand. No. Yeah. There's, for the, you they still have snow there. It's up in the volcanoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's up in the volcanoes. So true. fans of, uh, anybody here ever seen uh, Live at Daryl's House? Daryl yes. Hall's. Yep. And he has guest musicians come in. Uh, well, there's an episode where they do live at Daryl's house at Todd's house, and they all go to Maui because Rundgren and Daryl Hall are best friends. They grew up together in Philadelphia. In fact, they're playing together, I think, at the state later this month. You should take your wife. I should. Yeah. Except I'd have to go downtown. <laughs> I'll take my wife and my 357 oh, bag. You'll be fine. Like I, I said, I'll take some security. It's a lot less dangerous than it was back in the 80s. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. That's about what I understand. That. See when that when is that show? You should take your you should take Catherine, uh, Todd Rundgren, Daryl Hall. It's at the State or the Orpheum, I think. I liked Hall and Oates. I thought they were good. Really uh, November 29th, 7:30 p.m. Right after Thanksgiving. Damn it! I, I think I have a paper route. <laughs> I'll take your wife. Yeah, take, my wife. take my I wife. Take my wife. Yes, take my wife. I command you. Well, you could go to Madison, Wisconsin on the 27th. I could. Or absolutely. Milwaukee on the 25th. Certainly. There you go. How about that? What I would take is a driver. Drop me off, pick me up. Okay, let's see. Who can we enlist to do that? Kim, what are you doing? <laughs> what day of the week is it? <laughs> you have a car with an automatic transmission, I assume, I, right? I do, but I don't know if it's... 29th it's is a pretty Wednesday, small car. I believe. I think you can look it up. I think 29th is a Wednesday. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday. 
She just said her car is small. Well, I got kind of broad shoulders. I don't know if you know. That's what she meant. That's exactly what Catherine she meant. in the front seat, Dom in the whole back. Well, right. that's good. No fit, yeah. I'll get in the trunk. It'll be just fine. We got your ride, Kim. Well, hey, you had the uh, Tesla, whatever the hell it was called, Roadster. The Roadster. You yeah. needed a stepladder to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think it sat below the ground, it actually. Did sit below. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's a YouTube video of some. The guy's got to be like 75, and he's probably 300 pounds trying to climb out of his Lamborghini. You know, it's, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's one of the great laughs I get of the world, because that was 15 years ago, right? Uh, is that correct? That, that Tesla was... Was it a 2004, yeah, 05? Yeah. 05 or 6 or something. I think it's 05, 04. I think it was 05. Like so that's 17 years ago, right? Yeah, it sure was. At the same time your mom and I were building the Golden Valley house. Mm -hmm. So I bought an all-electric car. We were building a house. I'm trying to get the panels on the roof and get all-electric and all the rest of it. Just a short time ago, 17 years, no one would help me in the state or local government. Nope, we're not doing that. That looks terrible. <laughs> so now they're all experts at it, of course. Right. Oh, 17 yeah. years ago, we tried to do it, and they wouldn't let us. A lot you're of places. A, you're a closet environmentalist, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I like, like the, like, I like fresh air. <laughs> I'm kind of fond of fresh air. It's I, good. A lot of places still won't let you put solar panels they on your roof. They won't. It's yeah. actually kind of weird. I, I live in Elkland, New Market. And there's oh, yeah. cornfields full of them down there. Oh, God, Not yes. a, We the, got that out, out west. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of the houses, I don't know if it was a city thing, but for some reason in our neighborhood, there's tons of them with uh, roofs. Hmm. Well, why, why would someone not allow? Yeah, it's weird. It, was, it looks you, bad. You, you've never lived in an HOA, have yeah. you? Yeah, I was going to say, I live in a townhouse. <laughs> Your I mailbox is out of alignment. Yeah. <laughs> Call in the police. You, oh, know what, you know what HOA stands for, right? <laughs> Hell on America? <laughs> Hitler's of America. Oh, okay. Hitler's of America. There. Ooh, it like is that. true. It's the petty tyrants is what oh. I would describe I can't even have a ring doorbell. You can't? They're so no. nice, though. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say that on the air necessarily. Uh, I'm not allowed to have a your address. Or alarm or a <laughs> I don't have any security right. at all. I don't know what happened. No, but I, I just love how all of these people are experts now on all these things that 15 years ago they'd have nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's like, come on. I would love to put solar panels on my house. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, and our house and is our shop. All I, I would do it if I was going to stay in the house for another 10 years because it's a, that's oh, it's roughly about the payback right now. It takes a long yeah. time. Yeah. Solar does, panels, especially yeah, in does. a place like Minnesota, it's they're barely above the cost to install them is the amount of energy you'll get out of them because we have so much time where the power of the sun it's like you know you're gonna get 100 watts out of them yeah yeah that's right no there's not not a lot of action mm -hmm. in february one no. more thing i should mention about that house they wouldn't let me put solar panels on it but it was on an island why would you care it's an hoa they don't <laughs> it's care the only house out there <laughs> leave it alone no i'm sure they had rules for what you could paint the uh, inside walls yeah you know, oh i had to sue them stuff. to put the gate up I'm sure. They would not let me put a gate up, and I said, I am not but living it on so an stately. island without a gate. And I was I, hoping you'd say drawbridge. Right. <laughs> yeah, drawbridge would have been better. i got to keep the peasants out somehow. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. i got to keep the get people with the guns out somehow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, you could walk around that gate, but you couldn't drive through it. You couldn't drive through it, exactly. I know, I keep, tried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You did indeed. Keeps <laughs> the assault vehicles out. For the two of you, yesterday, I went, uh, no, it was two days ago, actually. I went to a, a function. And a woman came out of the kitchen at the restaurant, and she came over the table and said, Tom, I just want to come out and say hello to you. And I listen to the podcast every day, and I listen to the KQ Morning Show. And she started crying. 
It was very sweet. Oh, man. It was, she's tearing up. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just, you know. Yeah, like, it's been oh, around for God. longer than I have. So. 36 well, years. Yeah, you I, you I listened to before it. Andy was born. Yeah. 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 Jesus. I still remember listening to you when I was 10. Almost clear as day, my mom driving me to school, and I remember that. Mm-hmm. So That's 26 funny. years ago. You were just old I, enough to listen to KT. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> debatable. Yeah. Times. Actually not put your, so put anymore, your hands but, over your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Put your hands exactly. But my no, I don't know what. Little, what I, uh, honestly, I my mornings are going to be really screwed up. That. I'll be honest well, with you. Well, I'm going to probably end up doing a doing a doing uh, either a morning show or a morning podcast, and it'll be out there. Absolutely. Officer Dave says he can think of one armed driver that could take you to Minneapolis. <laughs> ah, not, Ooh, not a one armed, an actual is he armed. Six four, weighs about three twenty, all muscle. I think that might be the implication. This boy, you should say, Officer Dave, yeah. barely fits through that door. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. It's like holy Christ. Who? Oh, was uh, Dave, Darkness Dave had never met Officer Dave, so he's sitting in your chair, mm. and all of a sudden. The earth goes dark. Yeah, no, I remember. Because he, he I would, I think so I invited him into Car Selling Secrets. Yeah, I think you right. yeah. how we met him. I think that's right. He would yeah. call in, and he sounded like a really interesting guy. He would Great never, guy. never really tell us which department he worked for. And no. it's like, hey, dude, come on in. You can be the guest this week. And <laughs> he's a walking poster for the uh, value of the keto diet because he really i mean he's oh, he's a big guy and there's his body fat's got to be what four percent it's not high there's no <laughs> doubt about that but honest to god i i i thought to myself by looking at darkness dave because he literally started sweating he's like what the hell did you do wrong well, he's, <laughs> that upset. he's got 18 kids there's probably well, somebody after him somewhere that's pissed off <laughs> well officer dave also came in unannounced he did come in unannounced and armed oh, so God. some guy with a gun just shows up well he's in full uniform yeah, say, full uniform then still i don't yeah, know wasn't. you can buy one of those yeah, at party I mean, city i'm sure anybody can buy one of those things. it was yeah. halloween last you know, week teeners so and buy that exactly or, remember teeners oh teeners i love teeners yeah. There's no question about it. Well, I bought some great stuff. Did there. you hear about my Halloween costume this year? No. Because we took uh, uh, Fawn and Seiji to a, to a Halloween party over Golden Valley, and they, they went through the haunted house three times. Mm-hmm. Once wasn't enough, twice wasn't yeah. enough. They had to go through the third time mm-hmm. to make sure they got it. Because they had a little kid moment, and then every hour they'd switch back. It would be adults, then kids, That's then adults uh, again. Okay. Because I guess... When the kids went through, they're not going to have people jumping out at right. little kids. That was not a good idea. <laughs> no. There were some either daycare workers that got arrested oh, yeah. for like oh, scaring yeah. the shit out of little kids. I'm yeah, like, what? Like screaming? <laughs> Didn't they have like a gun or something? No, no, they, no they, it's just, just put a on a mask and then yeah, just like, like hollering. You know, freaked out on them. Yeah, you know, four-year-olds. Yeah. It doesn't take much to scare a four-year-old. No, my yeah. whole Halloween outfit yeah. was a fake police hat. That was the whole outfit right there. Yeah. I really I think I should have. So you went as Officer Crumpke? Officer Crumpke, that's exactly I, what I was. Uh, I was at my uh, my dentist's office the other day, just before Halloween, and they were the, the, the people who worked up front were all dressed in costumes. Oh. And um, there was a, a woman who had uh, painted her entire face white. And uh, I looked at her for a second kind of quizzically, and I said, you know, it's it's nice, but I'm more pale than you are. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work for you at all. It didn't work for me at all. No. What the hell you got? Uh, but then again, I you know I don't need to buy a costume. I guess uh, you know I had you know in my neighborhood, not a lot of kids come to the door. 
My, they don't we get don't anywhere. Get, anywhere. No, we don't get any. Well, oh, none. Well, we have four wheelers that are actually dressed up with trailers full of lights and kids oh, galore. Well, yeah, the, yeah. My, you put a bouncy house up for them this year. A friend of mine who lives across the highway from me. Uh, he said he had like something like 80 kids show up. Really? Oh. So if you're in the right neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But in my neighborhood, of course, you know, Halloween is, is for many people, is considered to be some sort of. Uh, some sort of, yeah, it's 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 just heretical to do it. You know. You don't think that seven-year-olds have some sort of secret coding signs like in the yeah. you know, the Underground <laughs> Railroad that mark your house? Cheap yeah, exactly. bastard. Most of the coding would be would be uh, around what you're what you're giving out. Right. You know? Like like when we were kids, you knew you knew before dark. You knew who was passing out the popcorn balls. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, popcorn and balls are tasty. Uh, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. You take up too much space in the bag. Uh, that's true. They are very not dense. Well, so. the thing about the interesting thing about popcorn balls is, yeah, and the people who would give them out, no one would do that today anyway. But in those days, uh, is that it's yes, it's it's a form of candy, but more importantly, it's it's a form of weapon. Oh, popcorn ball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, those things are rock hard. They I like are, the caramel yeah. apple. That's oh, yeah. a good defensive oh, Well, the popcorn yeah. balls somehow went stale immediately after production. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. And these, these would be homemade, you know. So oh, yeah. I give people credit for that. No, there'll be none of that. But, but I kind of miss, you know, living where we grew up, of course, you know. Sure. The hundreds of kids. Oh, absolutely. And uh, But in my neighborhood, uh, Halloween is not acknowledged as a legitimate holiday and also another thing is that you know you, it's really hard to buy kosher candy you know <laughs> really except yeah. at Biley's you can get it at Biley's can you get it yeah. I would think that most <laughs> mainstream candy would be kosher is it not I I don't know I mean it, I'm not I probably I, I probably just missed it because when I go shopping I wear a mask and when I wear a mask I take my glasses off so I don't have oh, no so idea what I'm buying. Yeah. You have the gun with you too, with the mask. <laughs> it's amazing what I can what oh, I can buy. Yeah, uh, uh, come home with sort of, sort of strange things. But Six this... cans of baking powder. He's <laughs> 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 in the wrong aisle. So this year I had zero kids. Mm. Yeah, we didn't have any. Yeah. We haven't had any of the last three years. We had years. like six in total, I think, and four of them were related. So. Andy, do you remember third grade for you and first grade for Alex? What Mike was talking about? We had to we took our kids out of a school. Because we, we, their, their first uh, year, September, they were in there. Mm -hmm. So we go to school to pick them up, and then, hey, you guys going to set up the Halloween de Oh, we don't do Halloween decorations. Oh, no, that was like seventh grade. Oh, that was seventh grade? Yeah. That was that later on? Uh-huh. I thought you went to St. Andrews because of that. Oh, it was after St. Andrews? That's, yeah, this was, I don't want to, it was, no, AC, it was ACA. Yeah, it was a, and they would not celebrate Halloween. It's like, okay, we got to go. Mm -hmm. It's Halloween for God's sake, really. <laughs> you think God, oh, no, you need Halloween. You're not coming through yeah. this game. <laughs> no, you're out. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, no, they really? were very serious about that. That was seventh and fifth yeah. grade then, huh? Six or seven. Well, yeah, I know. It would have been seventh because, yeah, I graduated St. Andrews, and then we went to ACA. Did that go through fifth grade or sixth grade? Uh, through sixth, I think. Did it? So was Alex still at St. Andrews? No, I thought Alex was at school with you. Um, yeah, no, she went. I don't think she graduated from St. Andrews. Oh, she didn't she? This is like Diane Chambers reciting all her <laughs> master's programs on Cheers. Oh, no, that was that was <laughs> meeting. It was before. No, it was this. Right? No, it was that. St. Andrews was just a little uh, little school in Elk River. It was phenomenal. Definitely not prestigious, but it was. I liked it. It was a great school. Even though I was a... 
horrible kid. Best no. not you. <laughs> I, I want to give you extra credit for pronouncing prestigious correctly. <laughs> Why, thank you. Not prestigious? No. Oh, everybody says prestigious. It's prestigious. Yeah. But it's prestigious. Yeah. I don't know why, but it I, is. I don't know why. So I got a Halloween story for all of you. Oh, I love it. So I was born in Florida, Daytona area. All right. and Get out. Yep. <laughs> Your father a race car driver? <laughs> Who Everyone knows, baby. from Daytona's over there. <laughs> Shake <laughs> and bake, baby. Well, Shake and bake. Yeah, that's why I live in Elko, New Market, there next to the racetrack, oh, right? Go. No, so uh, 91. What was Halloween 91? Yep. Oh, yeah. the, oh, the blizzards? Yeah. yeah. The so not only did I not really know what Halloween even was, because we lived out in the country in Florida, I got Halloween, and I got three feet of snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was your first year back? That was my first year back. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Andy, honest God, you remember that? Oh, you were yeah. a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Yeah. and nope. Alex was a witch. And no one could tell what we were, because we had to wear, like, six yep. inches of uh, insulated clothing <laughs> over our costumes. <laughs> Like, what are you, a plumber? No, I'm a turtle wearing a giant <laughs> pair of overalls. So, Landon, did you think every Halloween was going to be like oh, that? Uh, yeah, well, oh, yeah, I was God. hoping for it. A lot of people think Minnesota is just snowy all year round. Yeah, yeah. no, it's. Oh yeah, I'm a big snowmobiler, so oh, are you? Uh, we do like 500 miles in a weekend. Oh, north. where do you like to go? Uh, Arrowhead. Okay. No, he meant the bars. You hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of bars. I can tell you that in my history. <laughs> so, so I did. I snowmobiled just for a few years, uh, and I I really enjoyed it. It was oh, yeah. way more fun than I thought. And my, well, now they're Cadillacs. You yeah. got heated seats. Oh yeah. You got heated everything. And yeah, I was the price of a car. Two-stroke Articats. They weren't that oh, fancy. Uh, but speaking okay. my language with Articats. Yeah. So so, so but, let me. I have a lonesome gym type. Story. Love yeah. it. You know how I can bring everyone. You know how I tend to bring everybody down. Gulf fans like I don't like. No, snow. I don't, I don't like snow at all. Uh, I'm sorry. We are still going into snowmobile. No, stories? it's fine. It's okay. I have a million of them, and they're really good. But we'll just wait till next. <laughs> don't year. worry about my feelings. Well, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. I just the other day. I was, <laughs> just the other day, I was looking for a book about. You fall asleep. About uh, snowmobile nice. stories. And, I just couldn't find them, so maybe maybe you should write one instead of talking about them. Oh, okay, I will tell you one snowmobile story. Okay, here we go, Mike. Here we go. Here we go. So my ex and I and another couple, she was from Ely. We took the sleds up to Ely, and then we rode across the Arrowhead to Grand Ray, stayed overnight in a hotel, and then we're going to go up to Gunflint and screw around, then come back to the hotel. Halfway up the gunflint, my sled starts acting up. It, you can, it's somewhere in the drive mechanism, like a bearing's bad. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I said, you guys keep going. I'm going to head back. And I get back, and it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, so it's getting dark, and, and Grand Marais shutting down already. Pull it apart, and the bearing that holds the sprocket to the drive thing, it just mm-hmm. it's gone. I'm like, <laughs> shit. I'm going to have to take my wife's sled at night all the way to Ely, pick up the trailer, drive it all the way, and just... Ooh, I've had stories like and that. And I'm right <laughs> next to this white van, and this guy comes out, and it turns out he's the general manager of the hotel. He goes, what's going on? I said, and I showed him, I said, the bearing's bad, I'm going to have to go get the trailer and come back. And he goes, an Arctic cat, you know, I think Polaris uses the same thing. <laughs> Takes two steps to the left, opens the back of the van, and it's 
filled with snowmobile parts. Here, here, try this one. I pound it on there. It works perfectly. I said, here's 100 bucks. And he goes, it's a $10 part. I said, take your wife to dinner. You saved me oh, yeah. eight hours worth oh, yeah. of brain damage. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good story. So this was a show, this was a story, and not about comedy, but about your philanthropy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. yes. No, I was just Absolutely. It's really just to highlight how wonderful I really am. And to think I almost stepped into that. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? Whoa. Well, it's a close call. Oh, man. he's getting all the oh, money. Here's a couple of bucks for money. There you go. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Cast, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. My uh, wife and I just bought some property out in the Jackson Hole area. And, oh, wow. Uh, oh, I loved uh, it. Togedy, actually. And yeah, there's trail systems out there just like around here. Oh, yeah. There's lodges. So it's uh, there's a lot of Minnesotans out there yeah. already. Anyone um, wants to know if you went to Lakeville or New Prague for school? I went to Lakeville until fifth grade, and then I went to Egan, actually, and graduated in 03. And, okay. So fifth grade would have been what year? Oh, geez, 96. Did you say you go. bought a house in Jackson Hole? We just bought property. Because uh, we cannot land, build. Yeah. yeah, we bought an acre mm. and a half on the Wind River out there. And uh, I know a guy out there, and I'm not kidding, had a big double-wide trailer, sold it for $700,000. Yep. It's insane right now. I, 700 grand. We're exactly an hour drive from Jackson. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. And uh, we spent just under 50. It's beautiful. And you, oh. go, you go 19 miles just towards Togedy and get the view of the Tetons, yeah. yep. a million bucks. 
Oh, yep. absolutely. Yep. Just for property. Just for the property. You got, you got all those people fleeing California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. that, they are, actually. There's a lot of Californians fleeing. Yep. They're fleeing yep. Bozeman. Well, that's who. Did he spend time <laughs> well, out there? Well, zip, zap, zap, zip, zap, zip, zap. I remember um, that. Yeah, with him being out there, well, he's back here in the Twin Cities now. But he's in Bozeman, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was. He's in uh, Utah now. Oh, okay. Oh, was he, he really? Yeah, because Marie uh, got a job in Utah. Huh. And you can, I can always say, he lied to me on the air two weeks ago because I said, where are you right now? He goes, I'm in St. Louis Park. Why is there a delay then? <laughs> like, there's always about a half to a three-quarter second delay, and it really throws the timing off. I, I, we've had that problem on this show a couple times with people calling in from Europe. And yeah. <laughs> we just had that yesterday. It's like it was oh, yeah, a great, great guess, but there was like a two-second delay. Yeah, and what what you have to what I've learned what you have to do then is ask really long questions yep, and then let, and them, then let them go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where was he again? Denmark. He was in Denmark. Oh. That's probably oh, our yeah. guess. Was in Denmark. It's interesting that they still haven't been able to to fix that. I like, know. Even in even I like, know. like huge like TV networks. Yeah. 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 And You're right. uh, you I know, can be playing. Myra Wilson is in California, and uh, Myra, what's going on there tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mike. Uh, exactly. Uh, I mean, why in this day and age? I, I really know. don't get it. So I can be playing a video game with someone in Europe, and it's going to be a, it'll, it'll be a game like Counter Strike, yep. where you know every millisecond counts. I can press the button, shoot the gun. He'll see that gun shoot twenty milliseconds later, I know. all the way over in Europe. Yep. And yet we can't get a still very very bad phone signal. To take less than two false seconds right. to make the round, it just doesn't amazing. make any sense. That makes no sense. Voip. <clears throat> yeah, honestly, I think we might just have to start saying if you live farther yep. away than you know New York City, then you got to use <laughs> Skype or something. Cause, Plymouth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, Plymouth, Minnesota. If I could, exactly. I would. If you're not in this building right now, right. You're not allowed to use this <laughs> I can't see you. Well, you know, yesterday's fire alarms were uh, very instantaneous. You like that? Yeah, yeah, it was, was right nice. out there. When you leave, yeah. uh, it's right there over the front. <laughs> 20 minutes the fire alarm went off. They were testing it. And, of course, they tested it at 6 o'clock in the morning because nobody else is in the building. <laughs> 6 o'clock me. in the morning when most people are asleep? That's kind of crappy. I'm well, there's nobody six. else in the building. Well, but I mean, I work all at six. the oh, yeah. I, I thought you meant like the sirens for oh, the city. No, because no, our city tested their sirens. Kim, Kim, what do you do? Okay, I'm going to tell you where I work, but you can't give me a hard time. I work for the Minnesota Department of Revenue. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say Luther. I'm pretty sure you're paying that. That's okay no, but with me. No, I think me. a couple of days ago you guys were kind of ripping on taxes and stuff, so I was like, I don't want to tell them where I work. It's okay. Ripping on taxes. <laughs> so what do you what? do? With the, what, what do you do for the department? I do nothing with taxes. I don't even like numbers. It's okay. <laughs> you're, Honestly, you're, I don't you're like not numbers. Not going to get mad. Okay. Um, so I used to work in printing and graphics industry for 25 years. Uh-huh. So what I do um, at Revenue is I put content on the external website for income tax withholding and property tax refund and then I do our intranet for all of our Mm -hmm. um, different units I have a question for you and I don't know if it's the Department of Revenue or not but about a year ago one of the locals did a story about a state agency and I think it was part of the Department of Revenue that uh, collects money that is owed to people that businesses can't track down it's like a service, and I, and, you, and I thought, well, this sounds kind of, but I had 10 minutes on time free, and I put all my information in. 
had four different checks that I got in the, in the following <coughs> uh, couple of months. It was from yeah, overcharges on mm -hmm. uh, trans, uh, or housing transactions, some weird thing, you know, from 2002. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't no. think that's, that's revenue. I think it's revenue. a different – because they, they publish those in the paper, too. Like, your name can be on there. Like, yeah. you – we have this money. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I, but I don't think but that's But there right. is a, a, a branch of the state government that admins that stuff. Yeah. And because it was money involved, I thought maybe You know, you're you're involved. a lucky guy because when I tried to do that, it turned out to be a sting operation. <laughs> <laughs> you got popped. It's like, the, time. It's like yeah. the guys. The, the, my favorite sting operation is, the, you know, the wanted felons that they get the You've won free Super Bowl yep. tickets. Yes. Come to the oh, Marriott yeah. Hotel oh, at yeah. six, yeah. Oh, yeah. and they get a whole room full of them. And then yeah. they open the doors and like on the on the ground, guys. <laughs> I guess you don't have to be smart. I, to and be nowadays, a of course, th that would be harder to pull off because you get fifty emails a day saying. Oh, That's God. right. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, speaking of emails, um, am I the only one uh, in 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 the in the state, maybe in the world? who is not affected by the Camp Lejeune suit. <laughs> yeah. oh. What is that? I don't yeah. even know. I get at Extended least 10 a day. Yeah. 10 a day. Oh, oh, yeah. Easily 10 a day. So what it is, is there was, uh, it's a, a military base, you know, and ground, it was yeah. affected by uh, tainted well tainted, water, groundwater, yeah, and caused water, it a lot of cancer. Like. So it affected a whole shitload of people. From and the 53 to 87. That's and the government is the government's going to settle. So every you know PI attorney in the world is circling like. <laughs> the problem, <laughs> problem is they knew what it was doing. Yeah. Do. They yeah. knew people were dying from it. And they yeah. Did no, it's it's a, it's a terrible thing. Oh. But yeah, I mean no, they're a, just <laughs> flock shooting. They're, this isn't precision guided. Marketing. No, well, they, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I, look for my, I look for my favorite TV show at 1 in the morning, and this is what I find. What, you Alfred know, Hitchcock? Well, oh, well, my favorite TV show? Yeah. Well, I can't disclose that. Why not? Um, no, I, I just, you know, I, I've got this, you know, this. this the Goldberg? I got this broadcast TV thing, you know, in my back room. Oh, yeah. Where I get like 28 UHF channels. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Nothing wrong with that. Well, no, it's great. That's how I get to see you know shows like uh, All in the Family and Love those a lot shows. of those shows. How to are, park your big boat? <laughs> you know, and you can't. Yeah, how to park my big boat? Yeah. So, but but in, I look for something, and instead it's like an hour infomercial yep. about the Camp Lejeune class action. Oh story. yeah. I just I literally was watching an episode of Dragnet. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great show. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, a great show. 1955, got mm -hmm. Jack Webb on there, mm -hmm. and they're talking. <laughs> and they do a little One thing I will tell you about Dragnet, and this is a true story, that show did more hiring of people of color than any other show for at least 15 more years. There were, there were black cops, black doctors. They had every person, Spanish, black, mm. Asian, whatever, the Dragnet doesn't get anywhere near the credit it deserves, yeah, but it might have been for this one. I episode. can believe that because that was before the uh, NBA games were on TV. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. See, by far more people. Sure, but there is one scene in there where the guy says, "Well, should we go in there? What should we do?" Well, I mean, they're not going to notice uh, uh, that we're coming in there. We'll just pretend we're part of the crowd. The guy goes, "It's not going to work." He goes, "Why not?" They're Negroes. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a word you don't hear nowadays. You don't hear Negro much anymore. You're absolutely I, right about I, that. Uh, I uh, was talking to a guy, uh, this is a couple of years ago, a guy who uh, is a 
a, a professor at the University of Minnesota, and uh, he works uh, he works over at uh, the um, the old the old St. Mary's Hospital. Yeah, I, I know guess, what you're talking about. Yep. Is that that's part of the University of Minnesota? Part of Regions yeah. Hospital now. Yeah. Is it's Regions now, isn't it? I was yeah. thinking. Remember. So so you anyway. You just gave me a bad memory. Thanks a lot, Mike. Well, yeah, I, it's it's not a great memory here either, but no, um, no it's fine. But Kim, but, do you uh, want to sit next to Mr. Sensitive for a while? I, uh, <laughs> so so I uh, I wanted to talk to him because I I he, I, uh, I had him on this this cable show I was doing, and I wanted to get to know him a little bit. And so he said, uh, "Well, why don't we meet uh, tomorrow uh, about three o'clock? Uh, I've got some time. We'll meet at the uh, at the uh, the coffee shop across." the street you know, on Riverside mm -hmm. and uh, I said that sounds good I said uh, I said now um, you'll know me and I started to describe myself he said uh, I, I think we won't have any trouble recognizing each other <laughs> <laughs> well see. it was like it was like and this is not a, a racist thing at all but there were like you know 40 Somalian guys and us yeah and, right, and the right. Somalian guys yep. were all talking at the same time and you know yelling sure. it's just a cultural thing it's it not is, yeah. you know, like i say i'm not criticizing anybody but it was a little hard to you mean italians talk like this too <laughs> criticizing them yeah except these guys don't talk with their hands <laughs> yeah not anywhere near as much as italians yeah you know what the um the cia activation code word was on family guy what it's something that no one would ever say so that the, when they hear it you know that the sleeper cell activates. It was, gee, that Italian family at the other table sure is quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could ever guess. <laughs> All right, so here's why I got sad. That hospital, years ago, this is 30 years ago, mm -hmm. I got a call from a family. Our dad is a taxi driver, got rear-ended, his car exploded, and he's burned over 70% of his body. Oh. He's a huge fan of yours. Would you come and say goodbye to him? Oh my! I'm like, oh god! And this is St. Mary's. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I got a St. Mary's. Story. I go over there and I meet him, and he, you know, he's just laying there, and he's literally burned from top to oh, bottom. Terrible right? way to go. So over the next couple, of, he's hanging in there for the next couple of weeks. I go to see him every week and say hello, how you doing? And he's getting a little better, a little better, and oh. I think a lot of hope. And after about three weeks, they're saying, you know, he might be okay you know obviously never going to recover from all the burns and all the rest of it but he, he might actually get through this and so then i get a call after about a month tom we'd love you to come over we're taking our dad home tomorrow if you could come and be there and put you know push the wheelchair he'd really really love that it'd be wonderful i said absolutely i'll be there showed up he died no mm -hmm. it's like damn it yeah I <laughs> so God, he died that very morning. common well what happens <gasps> you do get better until you get an infection. Yeah, and that's then, exactly what happened. Well, yep. yeah, I, I had yep. a, you know, I had I had a friend who got burned kind of badly in a fire, wound up having a leg amputated, and he was in the burn unit at HCMC, yeah. which is of course a world class burn unit. It's fantastic, and so uh, I went to visit him, and um, it was uh, it was. I mean, the people who work there are incredible. They are. They are wonderful. They are people. so dedicated. Yep. In fact. It's a, it was actually one of the nurses there who called me and, and after the show one day, and he said, Mike, um, you know, we have a, a patient here. No one ever comes to see him. Oh, and he was burned pretty badly. And uh, a guy named uh, Frank, and you know, I, won't, I won't mention his last name, not that it matters. And I said, uh, he, they, but he said, you know, he's been talking about you, and yeah. we think it would really cheer him up. Yep. I mean, that those people go out of their way. They do. Uh, they absolutely incredible. do. Wait, wait, wait. 
They thought that you would cheer them up. <laughs> that's how bad it was. What the hell are you thinking? That's, Yo, that's just how bad it was. Write that down. And uh, I was going to tell the story about the, my Halloween story, you know, about my grandfather being killed by the drunk surgeon on Halloween. But yeah. I won't even go into that. Well, we could get maybe we'd save that for Thanksgiving. I went to visit yeah. him, in fact, on Halloween. I just I figured it was an appropriate time. I understand. And uh, but anyway, uh, but I got I got to talking to these people, and this is. They were telling me this story. They said they, you know, they they give their blood, sweat, and tears to to every patient there, and and it's it's incredibly heartbreaking because a lot of times this is what they encounter. It's true. They get better and better and yep. better, and yep, you know, That's and exactly then, what happened. Now Frank Frank recovered, and uh, and uh, so he uh, he lived he lived another ten years until he probably died from the toxins that he absorbed in the fire. Probably, but probably um, true. But but it was amazing what they did with him. I know. Uh, yeah, you really deserve a shout out. Now, St. Mary's Hospital. Mm-hmm. That is where my brother got uh, like you know, eighteen rounds of electroshock. Oh yeah. yeah. That was and that was in the days when electroshock was electroshock. That is mm-hmm. amazing because that's my dad. <laughs> so there you go. I was, oh, I my, I remember my dad came back after about the fifth round. And I said, "How'd that go?" And he said. You don't want to misbehave. <laughs> oh, okay. you know what? It was it was probably the same shrink who probably. pulled the switch on your dad yeah. because because long after electroshock was recognized as being cruel and worthless, and worthless, yep. there was one guy there at St. Mary's mm-hmm. who was who was first first what they would do is they would diagnose he would diagnose anybody who came through the door as schizophrenic. Of course, and then. And then they would they would put them through electroshock, which in no way would ever help anyone no, who was a schizophrenic, did. and it certainly did. didn't help my brother. Didn't help my dad well, either. There's one small pop, uh, population of mentally ill people that, yep. that still they still works use with. ECT very rarely. Yeah, right. but it's severely depressed elderly people. It's, when they get well, to the point where they like will stop eating, it just it what it does is it resets the clock, and they forget. That they're right, yeah, basically. Right. It doesn't last well, very long. Well, but. ECT and 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 of course, Annie's right. It's ECT now. It's not electroshock, and it sounds is, much nicer. It, well, <laughs> it's, it's electroconvulsive therapy. But the yeah. point is, it's first of all, they don't they don't wire up both hemispheres of your brain. Right. And the second thing, well, they'll is, fry your brain. It's a lot. Yeah, and it's a lot lot less powerful but it's almost like an induced seizure yeah well that's what it is mm-hmm. yeah. i've been in rooms in the 80s when they induced it when i was before i got in the car business and it's it's not, not pretty it's, but it is considered these days unfortunately i know a lot about this subject um and it is considered to be kind of like the the last best hope yeah for people yeah. for yeah. If that doesn't work it's just kind of you know it is what it is it's you know so the people the the depressives who get this have generally tried 18 different medications. Right, they've been and yeah. they've been through mm-hmm. every kind of therapy, and and but there are you know there are a lot of there are a lot of people who who the, what happens is they get it like every year. Yeah, uh, Dick Cabot's an example. Yeah. yeah, every year he gets his ECT fix, and and but I imagine that there's probably a lot of the stories that aren't successful. No. no, you got the not. script there, Buster. Uh, I got it's five efforts. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up, and then we'll do. We did. Yeah, we sure did. Now, uh, for our guests who are big KQ Morning fans, listeners, is there anything that you want to ask Tom? We we kind of 
We no, obviously don't script the show as you're learning. <laughs> obviously, obviously. So I kind of felt like we might have left you out a little We're bit. We're the real improv so. here. Yeah. You can any both come burning back. Questions? That'd be good. You can do that. Yeah, just call um, me anytime. Are there any time. burning questions you'd like to ask no. Tom? He's all yours. If they say what the hell's the matter with you, I'm blaming you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll blame me anyway. That's true. I ask what's your guys' favorite foots? Foots? Who did ask that again? That was Alex's friend Eva. Oh yeah, that's what she asked. She, and said, "Can you? What's your guys's favorite foods? What am I asking? What's your favorite foods? Food? Yep, food. Oh. Yep. Yeah, she oh. They had no idea what she was saying. Of course. Well, Justin Timberlake goes, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Mom had to translate for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up uh, episode right. 145 of Walter Automotive Group. should come back. Yeah, that okay. be wonderful. And all guests here. Oh, sorry, I was show. talking. Oh, yeah, a whole, whole slew of conversations. All guests get a parting gift, and it's $1. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, thought it, I thought it was a hug from you. Buy yourself something. <laughs> it's a handshake. It's a hug yeah. from Mike Elfan and a dollar. i got to go now. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks very much for coming. Yeah, it was really, really nice Thank you. Tune in next week, and we're going to have media superstar Mike Evans is going to be on. Yeah, Mike Evans is going to be on next week that's right should be a lot of fun two mics that's gonna do it over and out see you guys later